This is Anne Mary Mullane of Sunday to Sunday Productions with another episode of The Witness Podcast. This month, Sunday to Sunday Productions marks the first anniversary of the passing of our founder, Father Michael Russo. Father Mike was ordained in the Archdiocese of Newark, New Jersey in 1971, but spent most of his career at St. Mary's College in Morega, California. You can find more details about his career on the Sunday to Sunday website. So many people have stories about Father Mike Russo. The couples he married, the babies he baptized, the students he taught. All of these stories are real and true. I want to share my story about the Mike Russo I knew. In 1977, I received a call from a friend who was secretary to the Archbishop of Newark. She told me of a job opening that I would be a great fit for. Yeah, that's how I met Mike in a job interview. And yes, it was Mike. And it was always Mike, unless we were in the presence of the Archbishop, or if I needed to extract him from a meeting. He wore a black cardigan sweater over his black clerical shirt, the white tab laid on the desk. Many times I heard him sigh about the lack of color in his wardrobe. Well, we had an instant connection. I was young enough to be in awe of the opportunity that being the Associate Director of Communications for the Newark Archdiocese offered, and yet I brought enough business and budgeting experience to be useful. When I started work two weeks later, Mike moved out of his bigger office and gave it to me. This was not an act of chivalry. The smaller office made it easier for him to clear his desk at the end of the day. Yes, that's right, onto my desk. He was a media junkie. It was the late 1970s and the beginning of cable TV's popularity. His experience as a stringer with CBS Special Events Unit made him a big idea kind of guy. In fact, his hand passed the New York Times with the headline, Men Land on Moon, to the speechless Walter Cronkite. He loved that story, and so did I. It was no surprise that the local cable company embraced his concept for New Jersey Catholic, one of New Jersey's first weekly cable TV shows. Although we had neither the budget nor the panache of a New York broadcast station, the local cable company allowed us to reach for the stars. We went on location with a huge truck, a mobile studio staffed mostly with college interns. We wired the sanctuary of the Sacred Heart Basilica for TV lights to broadcast the Mass 
to celebrate the anniversary of the Archdiocese. Mike said it was like trying to light up a cave. He shook his head and walked away, leaving me as the producer of New Jersey Catholic with the supervision of the task. When one light fixture crashed to the sanctuary floor, I realized that my job was much more than translating his dreadful hieroglyphics that he left in piles on my desk. In his tiny office, there were two posters that stared him down every day. They were public relation campaigns that occurred before I was hired that didn't quite go well. These posters were his secret dread. While contacting and booking guests were in my job description, it was imperative that no disasters necessitating more posters happened on my watch. And fortunately, they didn't. While Mike was the master of business relationships, all of that skill disappeared with his family. There was a mutual admiration between Michael, as his family called him, and his sister, who kept this big idea man in touch with everyday life. One of the sweetest moments I ever saw was at her wedding. Mike walked his baby sister, the bride, down the aisle to give her away, and then took his place on the altar to celebrate the nuptial mass. During a Christmas gathering at his mom's, Mike played the piano for us. He was very talented. When I asked him about the collection of Santa pictures on the top of the piano, his mom launched into the story of the year he was born. Mike cringed. She was alone in labor on Christmas Day, but the nurse allowed her to call the family via telephone. Childbirth was different in the 1940s. Well, Michael Russo was born on December 26th. He hated that. He complained that the world was too tired to celebrate a birthday at Christmas time. But it's because of Mike that 3 p.m. is the end of Christmas Day for my family. The Christmas tree becomes a birthday tree and is covered with balloons. For my grandson, who was born with only four minutes to spare, to be our Christmas baby. When Mike left for California, I knew it was good for him, but I wasn't so happy about it. We did stay in contact sporadically, but we always reconnected as if time and distance were irrelevant. He had a careful way of speaking and a self-deprecating humor that continues to play in my head to this day. I read drafts of his doctoral dissertation and handled his correspondence. This was the late 1970s, before email and even before computers. While his handwriting was beyond atrocious, one thing was always clear, WPR. If that was the closing of a letter, 
I knew that that person was much more than a business associate. And I will always think of Mike Russo, my friend, with WPR, Warm Personal Regards. Thank you. This is Anne Mary Mullane from Kearney, New Jersey for Sunday to Sunday Productions. And this month, we would love to hear your story about Father Mike Russo. Please email us at annemary at sundaytosunday.com. And we would even like to use them as our social media posts this month.